She's on the money. She's on the money. <laughs> Welcome to She's on the Money, the podcast for millennials who want financial freedom. My name is Tony Lodge and joining us for another Shop Back Money Diary where we chat to people in our community and they share their stories with us is Miss Victoria Devine. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. You're going to like this one. I Am say I? it every single week, but you're going to I know, like it. we need to be more creative with our intros, but literally... You trawl through Money Diaries each and every single week to find the ones that we're going to share on the show Uh and we get so many great submissions. So I always put a lot of pressure on you to perform and like pull out the best of the best. So I'm sweating bullets at the moment, hoping that you're going to love it. It's on you. So how about you read out the email and we kick this off. Here we go. Hi, she's on the money team. Hey. I was listening to your podcast and I remember Victoria mentioning that she had a lot of clients that were in their early 30s and had just been divorced and didn't even know how to log into their bank app. Well, I'm that girl. <gasps> I bought my first house when I was 19 after working three jobs and oh, saving for a deposit. She knows how to log into a uh, banking <laughs> The first three years, I was so broke, I couldn't even afford Christmas decorations. No. In 2014, my husband and I moved into my parents' place and started building a second house. I got both houses on the market and started renting them out. The houses were making a profit of almost 2K every month. What? When I was 29, I discovered my husband of 10 years had been cheating the <gasps> whole time. The whole time? And had a girlfriend for the last four years of our relationship. Are you I lost joking? everything and gained a few STDs. <gasps> By the time I was able to get access to our bank accounts, he had complete control over them. I saw that I was only going to get $1,750. I soon found out that he'd gambled and spent all of our savings on gambling and sex workers. (gasps) I also discovered we had a 30K credit card debt. What? Then I received the solicitor's bill for $1,700. Oh, she had $1,700 in her account, so lucky. Oh, money win. Money win. I've been able to manage to turn that all back around. I bought a holiday house last year and in the process of looking for house number four. (gasps) And I've bought a few shares. Oh, my gosh, what? I just want to share my experience so I can help others in my situation because I know there are heaps of people like me out there. What a dirty dog. Uh Uh-huh. And I really want to get all the tea on this and luckily our money diary is on the line. Oh, my gosh. I know. Hectic. <laughs> that happens in real life. People have a girlfriend for four years while being married. Money diarist, what on earth is your money story? <laughs> well, it's a good one. It's juicy. <laughs> oh, we want all the tea. I'm like, money, let's not talk about money. Who is this guy? How do you do that? I know. Did you have any idea? Oh look, I had a I had a pretty good idea. He cheated on me maybe five or six times prior to that, so I should have known. I should have oh known better. My heart. That That's is so awful. But bright side, you're not in that relationship anymore and you're essentially a property mogul. Is that correct? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. I have heaps of questions for you and I want to ask a whole heap of pervy ones. But first, we're going to go through our structured questions to get all the baselines and then we're going to chat. Is that all right to dive straight in? Go for it. Great. So first questions first, what is your attitude towards money? Um, it's pretty good, actually. I've had a pretty good 
attitude towards money since I was a teenager. Um, and it sounds it's like it. Of, you bought your house when yeah. you were still a child. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I've got a really good attitude towards money and I've had that my whole life. So I'm so excited to hear that you've always had a really good attitude to money and it didn't push you off the horse to stay off the horse when you went through mm-hmm. something so traumatic. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next question is, what do you do for work and how much money do you earn? I'm a police officer and Ooh. this year I earned <laughs> I earned 106k and this year after this financial year will be 110. Hold up. So someone had the audacity to cheat on a police officer. Whoa. He he was one as well. <gasps> the juice. Oh my god, is this a TV show? This is a TV show. We're on Blue Healers right now. Oh my gosh. The yeah. audacity yeah. is oh wild. So, yeah. Hang on. Seeing as this is all anonymous, so police officers, is there a bit of like a Is it incestuous? Yeah, like, is it like a crazy industry where everyone's sleeping with each other? Clearly. It, 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 yeah, it is a bit like that. Yeah, the culture's like that. It was really bad when I first joined. It sort of cleared itself up, but not really. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's quite but rampant. I, it's like the defence force as well. Yeah, but I oh. feel like that's quite common to kind of like like goes with like. You clearly have something in yeah. common with those people, so it makes sense to marry. It's like when doctors get married to other doctors. You're like, yeah. of course you did. You understand the industry. Yeah. I'm never going to get home yeah. late and you go, well, I'm, you know, an accountant, so I work nine to five, but a doctor's like, well, you know, I've been working for I've 70 hours nonstop yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So kind I guess it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and it's, it's not a normal job, um, and then you do shift work. So, yeah, it, it, you can understand why you get attracted to similar people in the industry. Yeah. Oh, I just thought it was the uniform, but that was just me. Um, so <laughs> just a quick question about that. So obviously $110,000 is, is amazing money. How long mm. does it take you to kind of reach that point in the police force or is that like a starting figure? No, so that's 10 years in the police force. Wow. Um, that's good career Congratulations. That's, that's epic. huge. Oh, look, sometimes I feel like I still don't get paid enough. <laughs> you know, I, I would it, agree. It, yeah, I mean, the yeah. kind of situations that you get put into, like. I, I would absolutely yeah. agree. Police, ambulance, healthcare workers, teachers, like all of you do not get paid nearly enough to do the work that you do. No, no, and then the, uh, the work that the government asks us to do is, can be a bit challenging as well. So well, I was about to ask, like through COVID and things like that, have you seen the scope of what you do day to day change a lot? Or yeah, massively. Like you're doing your role plus this COVID role, and you know people getting stressed and leaving, so you're taking on their roles as well. You're not getting paid anymore. You're just expected to do it. Uh, that's really interesting to hear from your mm. perspective how much that's actually changed because I guess the the main narrative through COVID has been people losing jobs. Yeah, because you still have your normal work. <laughs> like that yeah. hasn't gone away. Yeah, wow. Well, thank you for your service. Is that what you say to a place? I think so. I'm always just like, you guys are much cooler than I am. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a lot. That it's, crisp blue shirt, it does something, doesn't it? All right, we're it? not talking Sorry. about that. Tony? Sorry. Tony, Sorry. this is money podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so next question is, what is currently your big money goal? I want to retire by the time I'm 50. I don't want to retire work any by further than 50. 50. Yeah, well, that's, she's got, my, she's got four that's houses. my money goal. She does have four houses. That's very, very oh, impressive. On the way, I hope to get four houses, whether or not that happens. 
She will. Another story. Can I ask how old you are, Money Diarist? 35. Oh. So she's still young. Yeah. 110 grand at 35. Wow. So you've been a police officer since you were 25. So you even yeah. bought your yeah. first house when you were 19, so long before you had a career full-time yeah. job. Yeah. Holy yeah. moly. Stop asking questions, Tony. All right. The next question is, and we already know part of the answer to this, is do you currently have any investments? Yeah, so I've got the, the houses, but... Um, I own and then I've bought shares as well. So it's not many um, shares. It's about 15,000 in shares. At first. Oh, there's not many. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, That's so good. My partner does shares and he does a, a lot more than me. So I just go, oh, that's a little bit. So um, the first shares I ever bought um, was into a mortgage broking company that approves um Applications in 15 minutes. Oh, cool. I don't think I've heard of that. I'm going to look into it. I'm also going to ask you offline. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) Do you have any debts? I do. I've got um, 860,000K worth of debt, obviously, because of of the houses, but I don't have um, credit card debts or a car loan or anything like that. Yeah, that's really impressive. And I feel like that's good debt for you to work towards your financial future, yeah. which is really exciting. Next question, mm-hmm. we've started asking all our money diarists because we want all the hot tips, mm-hmm. is do you currently mm-hmm. use Shopback? Uh, I've been on there and I've had a look, but I don't buy a lot of stuff, so I haven't found anything to buy off there yet. She's not like us, Tony. She yeah. doesn't order She's got a lot self-control, of control, it sounds yeah. like. That's yeah. really nice for her. <laughs> I like that. Maybe I'd have three houses on the way to buying four if I didn't um, buy so much Well, stuff. you shot back cashbacks looking like a yeah. house deposit, so that's pretty good, Tony Lodge. <laughs> I, I just sort of go, if it's meant to be in my life, it'll be on sale and it'll still be there in my size. Oh, that's, that's a good mentality. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. adhere to that, no, but I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> next question, which I feel like that is a good money habit. Yeah. But the next question is, what is your best money habit? Is there one better than that? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily we weren't asking um, you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got to live your life a little bit, probably more so than what I do sometimes. But um, my best money habit would be that every time I get paid, like straight away I pay all my rent. You know, anything else that sort of I need to pay, um, I pay up straight away and then I check my bank account like every day or every second day oh, just so I can too. keep on top of, of like I did groceries. I'm like $260. All right, cool. Where's my bank account at? I know I have debits coming out from my phone. Okay, I need to have that in there and I've got tolls and whatever else. Um, I'm just across the figures in my bank account every day. I think that's a really good habit, and obviously Victoria, that um, you're you're the expert. I think that's a good habit because I now use your method of using, um, like having a cash hub and it going through down into different bank accounts because every day. Our office is a cold. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Um, and so because I know that it's all set up so well, I actually have kind of fallen into the habit of not checking it because I'm like, I don't need to. I know it's fine, yeah. and it feels comfortable, yeah. right? Yeah, because like I know that what is in 
my food, fuel and fun account is what I can spend and it's not going to negatively impact me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I remember when I was a bit younger, I used to just have one card and one bank account. So it's one cash pool and you're like, I've got heaps of cash. Yeah, I can go yeah. do groceries and it's 260 bucks, And then like the next day your phone bill comes in, you're like, oh, I wish I'd not done that. Like, yeah. And it can be really stressful. So mm-hmm. that's why we want more than one bank account to break those things up and plan into the future. Because if you're not doing that, I promise you, you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm-hmm. Like it's so, so empowering when you're in control. Yeah, all my savings is on, in my offset account, so it's really hard for me to get to that. So she's a genius. So she's a genius. To that money. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, then I want to know what's your worst money habit? My worst is probably me spending money and feeling guilty about it. So that's a really bad habit and I get really grumpy and angry if I – buy something for myself or I haven't been well so you know I spent $750 on infusions and doctors and medications last week and you I should just not so... be feeling bad about that I know. you should be feeling grateful that you have access to being able to afford to do those things and that you get to put yourself first oh my gosh exactly well exactly. I think that's a just... good money habit and it's your good money yeah. habit that has put you in that position yeah, yeah, it just still makes me dirty. <laughs> Do you know what? Regardless, I feel like when it's something that you're like, well, it's not like I just went and splurged on a new pair of shoes to treat myself. Like, I couldn't get out of this infusion. I had to have it. And you're just a bit dirty. They're so expensive. Like, I get that, but I definitely wouldn't say it's a bad money habit. Or go, oh, I really splurged on my own health the other day. <laughs> like, oh, I, I splurged and I paid for my antidepressants. Yes. Like, me. <laughs> Well, I do when I go on holidays, they're luxury holidays. They're, they're, yeah, I spend a ridiculous amount of money on my holidays. So that's probably where oh. I splurge. You know what? Live your best life. I, I want to ask that, about those holidays. Well, I had wasn't allowed to ask about the police uniform, so. Okay. Okay. And lucky last question. If we forced you to give yourself a grade, what would you grade yourself? Uh, still probably a B because I'd like to save more money. I just spend too much money on food because I hate cooking. So, yeah, I am definitely supporting local at the moment. <laughs> no, see, how see, good is that genius. excuse? That's yeah. genius. <laughs> I think as well, when, like you said before, because you do shift work, it's a bit harder to get into a routine, right? It, it is very hard. Yeah, it is really hard. And you're like, I'm hungry and it's three o'clock in the morning and I shouldn't be hungry right now. And then, you know, the only thing that's open is a vending machine in the station and next thing you're having snakes, you know, at three o'clock in the morning. Because there's nothing else there. Yeah, so that sucks. That's true. And that's really hard to deal with as well because you're like, well, I actually didn't have time to plan, but it's one – yeah, I could could sympathise with that, but I'm always asleep at 3 Mm. (laughs) a.m. I think most people are, are asleep at 3 a.m. Yeah. Except cops except and criminals. The, yeah, I was about to say, except for the naughty ones, and that's why you're up. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to go to a really quick break, and then we are going to ask you about your fancy holidays, your ex-partner, and Tony wants to ask you about your uniform. Yeah. See you soon. <laughs> Money Diarist, we are back and I have a lot of questions because I feel like your story is really colourful from being cheated on to actually buying your first home at 19 to wearing a really attractive, according to Tony, uniform. uniform. Like there's just a lot to cover. (laughs) But I think I want to start at the start if that's okay. 
At 19, you weren't a police officer yet. How on Mm -hmm. earth did you buy your first home? Like what were you working in? How did you save? Like how was that possible for a 19-year-old? So back in the day, probably before a few people were born listening to this podcast. um, We know how old you are. You are not that old. (laughs) (laughs) You're acting like an 80-year-old woman. It's really (laughs) fun. Back in my day. (laughs) It feels like so long ago. Um, so back then they were giving out handouts of fifteen thousand dollars for the grant. Money uh, first home bond. Yeah, and, and you didn't have to build a new home. So we saved up uh, I think it was twelve or maybe fifteen, they're about so the deposit for the house was um twenty five. Wow. Um, cool. the first house that we bought was three hundred and five. And back then you didn't even really have to have a uh, deposit was like the 100% loans that you could get. Um, so we obviously didn't get 100% um, of the loan, but we yeah, that's how we got our first house. Wow. So what were you doing for work at the time then? Like what were you earning? So I was a dental assistant oh, back then. Oh, they earn good um, money. Tony's yeah, been going so to the it, dentist for the last couple of weeks, actually. Yeah, I've got a great dentist. Ooh. Yeah. Gorgeous Smiles Ooh. Dentistry, uh, if anyone's interested, Melbourne CBD. <laughs> <laughs> Not sponsored yet, but she's working on it. <laughs> um, and my partner had just gone to the police force, so us getting a home loan was quite easy. Oh, um, okay, because he was like in a service, yeah. In a service, yeah. So back then you didn't have the rules and regulations around the home loan, so, and that's how we got our first home. But like I said, so broke. Couldn't afford Christmas decorations for the first year, and I remember being so excited that I could afford lay-by for the after-Christmas sales, and I went and got my Christmas decorations. So that's a really um, nice and really warm, wholesome memory that you have. That you worked really, really hard, put all your money into something, and that like a year later you could finally afford something that is so like it's every day. Do you know? Right? But like it's, it's one of those things where also lay-by. Why don't we have more lay by? Why don't people talk about Why lay-by don't people more? talk about lay by more? Oh. Lay by land, we're not sponsored by them. I just really like them. Laybyland.com.au I think is a really good alternative to buy now, pay later, because you don't get the item until you've paid for it, which is kind of like that delayed gratification thing. Like if you actually want it, you'll wait for it, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. Anyway, I'm obsessed with them. They don't even know who I am. Like I've never spoken <sighs> to them, but I'm like their biggest fan. Low-key creepy. That's okay. But I just feel like also Christmas decorations, buying them after Christmas is genius because they're always on sale. Yeah, they're always so cheap. Smart cookie. Yeah. <laughs> my poor nieces and nephews always get the after Easter sales as well. So. Oh, no, yeah, that's fair. Because you can smart. get so much chocolate for not much money. My boyfriend and I yeah. always go to Coles like the day after Easter Sunday and buy like heaps of eggs and then eat them through the year. Genius. Who am I kidding? Through the year. <laughs> through <laughs> In the, the weekend. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so – Moving on, this partner of yours, boyfriend, became your husband. Is that right? Yeah, so we got married um, before I was 21. So I remember it was oh, before my 21st birthday. I was a kid, I was a baby, so was he. Um, so, you know, it young was, um, he, he cheated on me before we got married. But Ugh. being young, you just go, we're working on this. And then when you're married, you go, well, you're married, you just don't walk away from it. Aww. And so. Yeah, I worked with him really hard, but I didn't realise that he was gambling and, you know, I'd go to buy groceries and the card would decline. I'd be like, well, that's weird. Why don't we have any money? Like, we're both, you know, on government wages now. 
like we should have a decent income yeah. and I can't afford food. So, yeah, and he said to me, I remember it clearly, he said, you control everything else in my life. The only thing you let me do is the money, so let me do it. So, so you were like, okay, like, you can take control of that, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, oh, maybe I am controlling him and, and oh, that's the only no, thing that I let him do. He like, was gaslighting you. A hundred percent gaslighting me. So um, it was. When I went through the academy, we obviously had to save up to cover the mortgage. So I had one chance to get through the academy, which was a lot of stress because um, you don't get paid yeah. um, and you get you get a debt as well. So, which is another savings hack that I don't know if it's a hack, but I um, still pay my hex every year, so it's like full savings. Mm-hmm. Even though you've paid and off your hex, so that you get an epic tax yeah. return. Yeah. I know yeah. a whole heap of people That's that still cool. do that yeah. because they're like, I wouldn't yeah. save otherwise. Yeah. No, no. So I get a nice pay package every financial year and I'm like, see? So that helps me. Um, and then I went to the academy. I just buried my head. Um, and we saved up enough money, well, I thought we did, to build a second house out the back of the house that we had purchased. But I purposely picked the block that we purchased um straight away because it was a flat block and was able to be subdivided. So I knew eventually that I wanted to subdivide it and put another house out the back. Uh-huh. And that's what we did um, and renovated the front house while we were building out the back. So I had that all going. I just had my head in the sand and I just sort of knew, I knew something was happening, but you just don't want to know at the same time. For sure. And, yep. and the universe has a real funny way of going, you know what, you can't run away from this anymore. And I had a really bad car accident um, to the <gasps> point where I couldn't walk. Oh, no. Are you um, okay now? I still have problems now, but I'm obviously still able to do my job. So it's just a little bit more painful. Um, And (laughs) everything stopped. Everything had to stop. And that's when I started picking up on, you know, just things like they were doing that I'd never noticed before. Um, You know, spending hours on the toilet. Um, The phone always being flipped down. The screen was always down. Just a gut instinct. So then I confronted him and I may have done a download on his old phone that he kept with him. Get it, girl. What so, a police officer move, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we can do this at work. Surely there'll be a program that you can do um, from the from the internet. And See, was, don't so. cheat on a cop. Yeah, what when, a plan. We're also not endorsing this. We're but not endorsing like- <laughs> this. But I don't know. I have girlfriends who have had partners cheat on them historically, right? So many people are like, oh, well, you should never invade their privacy. And I totally agree. But I'd prefer to be in a situation where I'm just really embarrassed for having invaded their privacy to the point where I'm like, oh, my God, Tony, I'm so sorry. I did look on your phone. Mm -hmm. I was just feeling really nervous. But 99% of the time when you look, you find something because you always have that gut instinct and you're only looking because there's been something telling you you that you should have. And I'm kind of like, oh, like I don't necessarily agree with it. But in certain situations, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. just... Just mm. the validation that you need to make the right decision for you and your life. Yeah. But at this point, he was yeah. still controlling all of your finances and everything. Is that right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you yeah. did a download of his phone. What did you find? Yeah. Uh, so that's when I found out he had the girlfriend for four years. <gasps> um, you must have been absolutely heartbroken and you'd just been through a car accident yeah. as well. I, I lost 15 kilos and this is where I've got all my health issues from now, um, from just making myself sick over this breakup. Oh my um, God. And that's why I'm still paying for medical bills, which I'm dirty about anyway. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I did the download. 
got all the photos. I sent him the photos because he was at work and I said, that's it, we're getting the divorce. You had plenty of opportunities to tell me exactly what was happening and you didn't. Um, and I said, that's it, we're done. Um, I went and got an STD check and no. at the time the doctor didn't tell me to get a pap smear, which I'm going to just say to all the females, if you ever get an STD check, get a pap smear because that's when I found out about two years later I did a pap smear and they said that I had the cervical um cancer virus. Oh my gosh. And so I had the pap smear on the Wednesday on the Friday they called me and said you've got to go into surgery on Monday. And I was oh like, What? <laughs> so yes, yeah, so if you ever in that situation get a pap smear test. So I actually would like to jump on that as well. I encourage everybody. I know that it sounds really horrible and invasive and scary. It's really not that bad. Please just go and get it. There's nothing awkward about our vaginas. Everybody's got one. If you are a vagina haver, please make sure that you a look after it. A vagina haver. Yeah, if you're a vagina haver. Yeah, like <laughs> if you are the owner of a vagina, yep. whoever you are. Yeah, doesn't matter who you are. If you're a vagina haver, get a pap smear. Hire me for marketing. <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> or you're not getting a promotion to marketing. You can stay as our EP. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then the divorce proceedings started. And obviously when we figured out, when I figured out that he was cheating, I went straight to the bank and opened up my own bank account and transferred the $1,750 into my bank account. Uh-huh. Yep. And I was like, that's all I have. I was like, oh, my God, when I saw the bank account details, I was like, that's all I have. Like after, you know, 15 years of working. That's so um, heartbreaking for you. Yeah, It was really heartbreaking. And then I made the decision to sell the house because I couldn't afford to pay him out because by this stage – it had gone through a boom and then obviously having a second house and yeah, being subdivided, yep. yeah, it, I just couldn't afford it on my wage. So I had to sell it, which was very, very heartbreaking. Um, so I got a massive payout from that because the home loan was in the 200s by that stage and obviously we sold it for about 850 so oh my gosh. I've got yeah. a massive payout for Well, that. at least you, so. like, I'm so glad to hear that because hearing that you had been left with nothing after working for so long to know that you weren't left absolutely high and dry, which happens to so many people, yeah. like, that's yeah. a good news story even though it came from a place where you were kind of forced into it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, it was shit and I, I know that house is worth heaps more now but you just have to cop it on the chin and keep going so I bought a block of land down Melbourne and bought, built a house um, and then it just started from there so I just and I bought a holiday house down at the south coast last year oh she's fancy uh, Tony because I'm like I just need for my health somewhere to reconnect with nature and yeah, so now I let that out as a holiday house because obviously working as a cop, I can't go down there all the time. So, yeah. so yeah, that's a bit of a side hustle, hustle now. So that makes me quite a bit of income. That made us about 70000 last what? year. What? You, hold up, hold up, hold up. Why was that not in the first – like you told me that you earned $110,000 and just forgot that you earned seventy grand in a side hustle? This, yeah. This woman is a hustler. House. Hold on, hold on. All right, so we want to know – how much do you purchase that house for and are you putting it on Airbnb? Like how are you doing this? I want to know. So originally it was on the market for nine ninety, and when COVID hit uh, and everyone's like the house prices are never going to recover and it took that big dip, I knew the house prices were going to recover and we found this house and we offered six fifty dollars for it and <gasps> they sold it to us straight away. 
What? You are joking. They were, so they just took it and you bought it for six fifty when it was worth nine ninety. Like you got a million dollar yeah. property for an epic yeah. discount. We renovated it um, and made it a lot more homely and yeah, a holiday house friendly. And yeah, it's it's been booked out since we put it on the market. So we have our own website, but we also have it on night stays and River Ride and Airbnb. Oh my gosh! Well, I have to get the genius. details for that. But I feel like that's a side hustle that's rising, having holiday houses. Mm. So now you've mm. bought this house, even though like six sixty is a lot of money, but mm. you've bought this house. Does the Airbnb cover the mortgage repayments and stuff like that for you? So you're now turning a profit, or was that seventy k yeah. actually the profit? Uh, no, so the the renovation costs us about. 45, 50,000 and mm-hmm. I'm quite lucky because I've done renovations before and built before and my dad's built us and we just all went down there and knuckled in and did it ourselves. Awesome. Um, so that's what was able to save us on the renovation budget. Um, but the repayments are about 18,000 a year yep. and then, you know, your insurance um, rates and all that. So you're probably looking about twenty five. Thousand, so we've made quite a bit of profit. Yeah, that is so years. good. And as time goes on, obviously those costs are going to go down because you're not going to renovate every single mm-hmm. year. What no, a win! No, congrats. Yeah, yeah, I feel like really you've amazing. bounced back incredibly well, given going through that would have been very traumatic. And I know we don't have yeah. heaps of time left because Tony keeps looking at me. <laughs> but I'd really like to know. So this is something that we would never wish on anybody, but unfortunately is really common for a partner to not be faithful to you. How could we potentially have our eyes a little bit wider to make sure that we don't miss those signs? Because as you said, you put your head in the sand about it. And I know a lot of people do, right? And I think that there's a misconception that the second you find out your partner has cheated, you need to leave immediately. But that doesn't work for everybody. And it's not necessarily the right thing for each relationship. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. saying, oh my God, I would leave immediately is just not helpful. Because you're not in the situation. You don't know. And you also don't know how that works. And just saying, well, I would leave immediately. Like that's not constructive. And pretty entitled really. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So as someone who has been there how can we be more self-aware like how can we learn from what you've been through so that hopefully we aren't in that situation the first one I'd say is don't be too hard on yourself if you don't notice it because some of them are really good at hiding and being deceiving and just you know love bombing you so you'll never see the signs mine was a bit slower and thicker so I could see the signs I just chose to ignore them I also believe in gut instinct. As females, we've really got to listen to our gut instinct. I'm quite spiritual in that sense. Like I sit down, I meditate every morning, and I just listen to the signs and what gets told to me during my meditation. So I absolutely believe just in your gut, you know what's happening. Yeah. Um, You know, if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. If you're saying something and it doesn't make sense, it's probably a lie. You know, and just things like flipping the phone down, going into the bathroom for ages, being really cagey around their computer and their phone, um, you know, the whole gaslighting. Um, I know in that situation you can be so bitten down that you don't realise you're being gaslighted. Um, so I really think it's a gut instinct and it was a gut instinct for me but I just chose to ignore it. 
Yeah, but ignoring it obviously didn't serve you. But at the same time, I think we face the things we need to face when we need to face them and not any earlier. It's kind of like financial literacy. Like you could have told me all of these things when I was 20 years old. But you weren't ready to hear it I wasn't ready to hear it. I didn't want to do those things. I didn't want to save. I didn't want to invest. And that's why I always say, don't be harsh on past you because they were just doing the best that they could with the tools and resources that they had at the time. Whereas right now you have more, but it doesn't even mean that you would have used them historically. So I think that, yeah, you're right. We shouldn't be harsh on ourselves for those things. And we probably should just be kinder to ourselves in every situation. And I really do believe like the universe will step in and go, right, you've been ignoring this for too long. We're going to make sure you pay attention. I, I always find it really interesting because my mum always tells me, like, if you want something, just ask the universe and the universe will deliver what exactly what you need. And I know that that sounds really mm-hmm. fluffy and a lot of people will be like, oh, I don't actually believe in that. Like, you can't manifest things. And I'm like, cool. But also, if it's at front of mind for you and you're articulating these things, they are more likely to happen. Mm-hmm. So whether you believe in it or mm-hmm. not, just actually looking for signs and finding affirmation in the things that are in your world mm-hmm can actually help guide you to the right decision whether you believe in, quote, the universe or yeah. not. Um, or not, yeah. Yeah, so I just think that that's a really powerful thing as well and just trusting your gut. I feel like I've learned a lot about that and pray that I'm never in a situation like that. But, yeah, the idea that someone managed to hide an entire girlfriend for four years. That's wild. Terrifying. Yeah, you can definitely bounce back from stuff like this. And I really do believe that lessons are to be learned from it. As hard as they are, you definitely come out better on the other side. Oh, my God. I just feel so proud of everything you've been through and, like, how you've come through. and Your attitude and just the fact that you're like, no, like the universe was trying to tell me something and I wasn't listening and you've kind of taken it in your stride. You're really cool. We're now best friends, right? <laughs> if you knew how nerdy I was. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You're talking to a financial advisor. Like, mm, yeah, true, I think that we're two peas in a pod, my friend. <laughs> but the fact that you came back from someone controlling your finances and were able to be like, you know what? I'm actually just going to take control of this myself. And now look at you. You've got three houses, about to buy another one. You're going to retire by the time you're 50. You've got an amazing job. You've got this side hustle partner. going on. Like, this is so exciting. Exactly. And it's just, it feels really special that we're a part of it, that you're sharing your story with us. So thank you so much for your time. No, thank you. And just before we head off, we'd like to acknowledge and pay respect to Australia's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. They're the traditional custodians of the lands, the waterways and the skies all across Australia. Thank you for caring and for sharing the land on which we are able to learn. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and we share our friendship and our kindness. The advice shared on She's on the Money is generally nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. She's on the Money exists purely for educational purposes and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. And we promise that Victoria Divine is an authorised representative of Australia Pacific Funds Management, Proprietary Limited, ABN 34132 463257, AFSL 339151. We'll see you next week, guys.